definitely human. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the International Worldwide Global Biscuit Review Podcast, a podcast for the post-hope generation. I'm David Price. And it's me, David Knight. And this week we're reviewing Glyco Biscos. So we're doing Italian biscuit, are we? No, Japanese. Ah, right. Yeah, of course. Mario. Yeah, of course. uh... He might have got it wrong the first time around. I don't think he is Italian. Okay. Is he American? I don't know. (laughs) He's a, he's a citizen of the world. I'm just pretending that I know what like the kids are into. <laughs> he's a globe trotting plumber. <laughs> bon vivant. Uh, yes, we're reviewing Glyco Biscos, a Japanese biscuit. Yeah. Um, Should we thank the people that uh, actually told us how to pronounce that? Yeah, like some feedback on Twitter. Yeah, this isn't like some you know japanese biscuit which is actually kind of manufactured in the uk this is from japan <laughs> brought by david's wife yeah back to the uk covered in japanese writing which we cannot read so we put it out there on twitter and some very helpful people told us what it was so it was chris nikki and either boo cinder or block cinder i don't know yeah if boo cinder is your halloween name it's time to change it it's <laughs> it's the mid of november okay <laughs> I'm not, you know, that was that. That's cool. So that's now you're just having cons- a go at our, I was not the people that like were helping us out very kindly, I, taking time out of their day to help us out when we asked for help, and they said, "Yes, I will help you because I, I'm a good person." And now I, you're throwing them shade. No, no, I'm returning the favor. I'm helping them. <laughs> I'm taking the time out of this show to point this out. You know, it's a bit like you see someone walking out of the toilet and they got like some toilet paper stuck to their shoe. Sure, you know? it's exactly. I could the just same. let them go about their day, embarrass themselves, or I can <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, "Excuse me." Excuse me, you know, be a toilet paper stuck to your shoe. Same thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Glyco Bisco. So the company is Glyco, or might be Glico, <laughs> or might be Glyso. Okay. <laughs> and these are their fermented butter Bisco. Yeah. Um, so the description I got, highly fragrant biscuits made using fermented butter with cream containing vanilla bean seeds sandwiched in between 
Then there's a word missing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> By coating the biscuit surface with oil and using fermented butter, a rich taste that melts in the mouth is created. I like that. It's like I, a little poem or something. Yeah, it's not the most... I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I don't find that particularly appetizing. No? As a prospect. Maybe there's something lost in translation, you know. Actually, maybe it's more advanced, you know? Because Japanese it's is very Japanese, advanced yeah, culture, it, you know? Yeah, that's true, yeah. They yeah. they are living in the future. They yeah. must be what 10, 20 years ahead of us. Oh, at least at least. Well, I think Britain Britain's going backwards, so it's like <laughs> yes. the the time difference is extending. <laughs> <laughs> they might be about fifty years ahead of us by now. It's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. The, the I think the other thing with a lot of their products, it's about like a. It's not just oh these are biscuits. There's a whole philosophy around them. Okay. Um. So with Glyco, they're kind of like the slogan is a wholesome life in the best of taste nice yeah okay and i feel that speaks to us that kind of that's similar to the lives that we have wholesome and in the best of taste um okay is this like the build-up to a joke or something nope. or- no well i think it's 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 one of those products which helps you achieve that life you know oh okay like you know so thinking- once again you're putting all of your hopes and ambitions onto a piece of confectionery yeah and also just kind of um, consumerist capitalism where it's like yeah the products can give you the life that you want if you buy them and I've follow their guidance that, yeah. But yeah I think maybe I haven't believed it enough maybe that's that's why oh, I haven't been okay. fulfilled okay <laughs> it's not that the culture itself is unfulfilling I just haven't bought into it enough it's my fault not the culture's fault yeah that makes sense yeah um, but they also have a philosophy so that's like their kind of company logo their philosophy be inspired by tastefulness provide delight through wholesomeness Glory in the resplendence of life. <laughs> I mean, that's a bit much to it, ask. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, it's like there's some pretty, this is some pretty high targets. <laughs> Glory in the resplendence of life. If you send me a religion, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds that sounds like something you should be trying to push. But for biscuits and food products, it definitely makes Google look like shit, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> do do just... no evil. Yeah. Or don't do evil or whatever. Just be really passive. God. <laughs> Um, can you guess who I am from my costume today? Um, I, it, it's like a ball of wool or something. No. But it's like a ball of, because like the Japanese textiles industry, which <laughs> is quite famous. Well, you're on the right track. It's definitely Japanese related. Right. Okay. Oh, this is some weird anime thing. No, it's not. It's like well, some sex thing. No. <laughs> okay. I'll give, I'll give you a clue. Uh, Totoro! It's like a big grey orange or something? No! Okay. No, it's Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I was going to dress, yes. <laughs> dress up as Hayao Miyazaki, but I thought it was a bit too on the nose, you know? Why is I wanted that? to go with something a bit more subtle. Okay, then, yeah, no, that's pretty subtle, man. I mean, it's it's mostly Hayao Miyazaki, who's kind of like, they say don't have heroes, yeah. they say don't have respect for anyone and because everyone's your enemy, but I think that's how the saying goes. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone was going to come close to being a hero of mine, I think it would be him. And I'm pretty sure I'm nailing his name. Okay. Hayao Miyazaki? I don't know. Well, you better hope so, because he's here right now. <laughs> oh, my God. 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 So um, why why is he your hero? Uh, well, I've got some quotes from him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm going to read great. to you just to sort of... First of all, he's the co-founder of Studio Ghibli, which yeah. is my favorite animation studio thing. Yeah. They make yeah. amazing films. Uh, and also, he's just a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> so here's some, here's some quotes. Um, and obviously, these are all translated, so it might just not be true. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, modern life is so thin and shallow and fake. I look forward to when developers go bankrupt, Japan gets poorer, and wild grasses take over. I think this is got. Does he want to come? Like, forget Studio <laughs> Jim. Does he want to come and join Jeffrey Human? It's <laughs> another one. Uh, life is a winking light in the darkness. Oh come on, man! There's so much synergy here. He could definitely be an intern for us. <laughs> an intern. <laughs> Our lives are like the wind, or like sounds. We come into being, resonate with each other, then fade away. Mm. It's kind of sweet, that. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's my personal favorite. Personally, I am very pessimistic, but when, for instance, one of my staff has a baby, you can't help but bless them for a good future, because I can't tell that child, oh, you shouldn't have come into this life, <laughs> yet I know the world is heading in a bad direction. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty cool. I've... Like, he's putting a brave face on it. He knows that everything is bad yeah. and awful, but... He's like still, you know, he's still being kind and doing good. And I yeah. think that's very inspiring and something we should learn from. I, well, I think we have learned from it. I think this is right up our street. Yeah. Some of the other stuff we've done. Yeah, this is, we, well, I think we're, we're one. Maybe we can convince them to buy out Deathly Human for millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's a good question. Is it like, quite hot? It's so hot. Yeah. It's so hot because it's really big. It's probably. I the, really went all out on this one. I think he probably had like larger costume size size but just like the density of yeah. that one it looks incredibly dense yeah and like have you just wrapped yourself in wool basically <laughs> no no because it's got the eyes and the smile but the problem is like i thought that i would be you know because my neighbor totoro is a it's a it's a very charming children's film yeah um children for children and adults well no it's, it's just a children's okay film. and so i thought you know like Oh, I can I can imagine all the like the little kids' faces lighting mm -hmm. up when they see me now, just running and screaming in really? terror. Yeah, uh, weird. That's the thing with kids these days; they're too busy dabbing and sniffing glue to really <laughs> enjoy the wholesomeness of this they, kind of film. Yeah, wholesomeness. Yeah, I feel very wholesome. You're there, like you know, a six foot four man <laughs> dressed as a giant gray. He's like he's, a, he's like a troll. Yeah. And he has a big smile. Instead of running to you or smile. just like giggling and like enjoying having fun, they're, they're running and you've got the parents shouting. Yeah, and I'm trying to like run over to them to say like, no, it's okay, I'm yeah. Totoro. I'm Totoro, but I'm doing it in his voice, you know. Totoro! And they're just running away, I don't. Well, this is the future that liberals wanted. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, yeah, my costume. Let's go on. Yeah. Um... I'm Richard Nixon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because just went straight, didn't even try and build it up that time. Well, there was um, Richard Nixon was president when Japan and America had the low point of their diplomatic relationships in okay. post war era. Um, as you probably well know, the American government was quite unhappy with the level of Japanese textile imports in the <laughs> early months of 1971. <laughs> Everyone knows that. You don't even need to say that. Our listeners are rolling their eyes right now. Yeah, I know, but I just want to, because if I just say like, oh, I suppose I could just say I'm Richard Nixon. Uh, this is within, with regards to the controversy around Japanese textile exports in the early months of 1971. Like, yes, we get it. Let's move on. Yeah, they'd be like, great costume. That was a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, two countries failed to reach an agreement on the levels of imports, um, which led to a low point in Japanese-American uh, relationships. Um, but as you remember, agreement was reached in October 1971. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I imagine uh, Richard Nixon was probably inspired by the tastefulness of Japanese textiles, which provided delight and the wholesome trading agreement. So good costume, yeah? Yep. Both, very, I think we both very really... good costume. 
Yes. We've both, I think we've both think done so. well this week. We've both pulled out all the stops this time. Yeah. I'm feeling very good about this. I don't know if this is just like the new positive energy thing that we're trying, but yeah, no, I'm... I'd say we we are both enjoying a wholesome life in the best of taste and glorying in the resplendence of life. You took the words right out of my mouth. Okay, well, let's let's, let's really uh, be inspired by tastefulness with these biscuits then. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's like three foil packets come out of this fairly small box. They but, look like little space capsules or yeah. something. Yeah. It feels like the box is kind of... You know, there's this pretty smiley kid eating a biscuit, and there's loads of biscuits laid out in a very tasteful, uniform manner. One that's opened a bit so you can see the cream inside. Yeah, it looks very it's, wholesome. It's a nice warm yellow color on the box as well. You know? Exactly. It's very, right. I feel pretty cozy looking at that. But then you open it, you take the little packets outside, and suddenly it's all spacey. <laughs> what? What? Much like Japan itself. Where yeah. It seems kind of like cozy on the outside, but actually they got all that technology to to back it up. Oh, wow. This is These are actually... <laughs> These are way smaller than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is very Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> They've managed to miniaturize it. Holy shit, that is a... Packs a punch, the smell on that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is a bit like being slapped in the nose with vanilla. These things are like... Yeah, they're tiny, aren't they? I, I reckon if I had a glass of water, I could probably swallow that in one. <laughs> <laughs> very efficient. Very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the biscuit looks more like a Ritz like a Ritz star cracker yes, like a savory does, cracker. Yeah. Uh, probably a little bit thicker. That vanilla is so strong. This is the most smelly biscuit I think we've ever had, right? Yeah, I I'm struggling to think of something that can come anywhere close to this. And it's so rare that you actually smell vanilla like unless it's something like vanilla ice cream. It's like it, vanilla's usually kind of like tasteless, right? I'm kind of thinking of like a gross vanilla scented candle oh yeah. yeah so i'm gonna have to try and divorce trying to remove the idea that i'm eating wax now when i when i buy into this okay shall we do it yeah well that was unexpected mm. it, it tastes familiar yeah i can't quite put my finger on it reminds it. a bit of it's it's like a it's a more efficient custard cream, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the custard cream of the future. It is, exactly. It's smaller, but it's like, a. I think it's almost like a more intense There's more hit. flavor. There's, yeah, 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 it's more vanilla. Yeah. And I like the bis. I like the cracker as well, because it's kind of, it's, it's got a bit of saltiness to it. It's actually it? not that much like a Ritz cracker. It's re it reminds me of something else. It's more like, um, like those little crackers you get in like the big bags mm. with like the little crackers like the animal shaped ones yeah, or yeah. something definitely got a, if you have just like the cracker on its own definitely got a bit of saltiness in that which yeah, is yeah you're good. getting the saltiness which is working well with vanilla I'm gonna have another one because mm. <laughs> they're so small <laughs> it's strange like considering how strong that vanilla is if you just have the cream on its own it's not it's not overwhelming this is this is <laughs> this is a space age biscuit <laughs> <laughs> I feel so futuristic wow. right now uh, I'm. I think I'm kind of glorying in the resplendence of this. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, actually. I was just about to say that. And kind of inspired by the tastefulness as well. I'm just gonna try another. No, oh, I love how small they are. It's just so much fun, <laughs> you know. It's softer than I thought it was gonna be as well. Mm. I was imagining, you know, much more of a crackery crunch. Mm. It's almost like a little pillow yeah. or something. I think it's quite good that they kind of. Just stuck a few in a packet because I think if you had these just like in an open box, oh yeah, they'd be gone. Yeah, you would be on a very slippery slope <laughs> down to sickness valley. You know, you'd be going towards extreme splendor there. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you would be feeling too wholesome. Oh yeah, you ready to rate it? 
in terms of taste, I really enjoyed that. Mm. And I don't know if it's just my new positive attitude. Well, you are now living a wholesome life in the best of taste. I am. Now that you've had this biscuit. And I feel wonderful. It's like a little happiness pill, isn't it? Like the size of them and the how quickly they work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go for a 4.5. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm. And the only reason why I'm not all sort of giddy and excited right now is because I also have this kind of like sense of calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This wonderful sense of calm. I've never felt this kind of just calm and mm. just feeling very serene right now. Yeah. There's, uh, I think the fact that they're so small, they're so easy to just, you know, it just slides right down. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, Give it 4.5 as well. Oh, really? Yeah, just uh, kind of nice synchronicity between us, adding to the zen-like feel mm. of this particular review. You love this balance. Exactly. Everything just feels right L- right now. Life is so be- so much better, that conflict. I think this is a, a bold new direction for the show. I think so, David San. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, exciting and very positive and wholesome first round there. For the yeah. glyco. Um, before we get into texture, we're going to read out some letters. Um, so we've got a couple since the last time we read these out. Um, so the first one is from Chris Jordan. Chris writes, Are you aware of Cookie Crisp? In the ongoing mission to feed every child a solid pound of sugar for breakfast, the demon masterminds of Nestle made a breakfast cereal that purports to consist entirely of miniature chocolate chip cookies. This brings up several biscuit-related questions. Firstly, is there a limit on the size of a biscuit? Mm, well... As we've seen today. No, absolutely no, not. And yeah. maybe maybe small is beautiful. Yeah. Less is more. Less is more. I It's something I never thought I would ever say. Yeah. yeah, I'm inspired by the tastefulness of these little pills of happiness. Yeah. And I think if you were to get uh, some absurd, uh, you know, biggest cookie in the world, biggest biscuit in the world thing, which is like two meters across, still be a biscuit. Would it? Would it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you always see those like... And by always, I do mean always, those giant biscuits, like pictures of those giant biscuits. Mm. Um, They never really look like proper biscuits, do they? They look more like cakes or something. And it brings on to the second point, can biscuits be eaten with utensils? So if it's a giant biscuit, you'd have to cut it up, wouldn't you? And then you've just got a big chunk of biscuit. And that's not really a biscuit. That's almost like a cake. I don't think, I don't, if, I think if it's a biscuit, mm. you can't eat it with any cutlery or utensils yeah. of any kind. So these cookie crisp things, whatever they are, yeah. not biscuits. Why, what about if you just eat your cereal with your hands? <laughs> <laughs> just like scoop up the milk and the, <laughs> the cookies and then just shovel it into your mouth like a, like a horrible beast. Yeah. If you're the kind of creature that eats your cereal with, with your hands. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat cereal. No, no, I don't. I don't either. Because I'm an adult. (laughs) Yes, and when I became a man, I left childish, delicious things behind. (laughs) Now I eat porridge made with water for breakfast every day. (laughs) And if I'm feeling really saucy, a bit of salt in it as well. (laughs) Okay, so, and lastly, his last point. If Cookie Crisp is meant to be eaten as a cereal, and if, as IWGBRP has firmly established, biscuits are to be dunked in tea... Does that mean that the proper way to eat this would be to fill a bowl with cookie crisp cereal, pour tea on top, and consume the whole thing with a spoon? No, obviously not. No, don't use a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) And also, no, obviously, the cookie crisp, it's a cereal, so it's designed to be uh, eaten with milk. Mm. So what you do is you get your bowl, you put your cookie crisp in, you put your milk in, and then you take it out and then dunk it in your tea. 
Obviously. It's simple. It's simple. Why do we have to explain it's, everything? Yeah, I know. There are I'm, some things that are just like, it's pretty cut and dry, right? Well, you think, so, but maybe not everyone's a brain genius like we are, so. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's as enlightened. Exactly. Because we're pretty fully, we're basically fully immersed now in Japanese culture after having these. Um, I kind of alter my Richard Nixon outfit a little bit. Because um, I brought like a couple of props, so I've now got yeah. um, a huge sword from Final Fantasy, <laughs> and the hat that Raiden wears in Mortal yeah. Kombat as well. It's so respectful that you that you have that. <laughs> <laughs> it shows like a real like. There's kind of a stigma around kind of like when white people appropriate other cultures. Yeah, but I think the way that you've done it, it's so respectful. I, it's not really appropriation; it's more honor honoring. It's honoring. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a Richard Nixon Final Fantasy Mortal Kombat mashup, <laughs> you know? And I'm Totoro. And exactly, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so yeah, good, good question. I hope we cleared that up for you. I think we were very clear in <laughs> yeah. how to. <laughs> You're welcome. I can't imagine there's any more follow up questions uh, for that. Uh, next one is from Xander. Xander writes, I hope you are well. Oh, I'm not sure if that's a sarcastic thing. That might be a sarcastic uh, okay. Just assume our listeners are being sarcastic at all times. Yeah. Um, I was wondering. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you had any thoughts on the reflection made in episode two of the bunker, wherein biscuits were held up as the last holy remnant of a world long gone. Considering the tumultuous relationship you have had with several biscuits, how does this statement apply in today's post hope pre desolation environment? Oh, David, I think like you take this one. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, well, the bunker is a work of fiction. Yeah, <laughs> like the. The views expressed in that yeah. show were not our own. This mm. show, although it is all scripted... Yeah, and we are playing characters. And we are playing characters. Um, I think the point that I'm trying to make is that the uh, when we said that biscuits were... What did we say? It was like crumbly, sugary slivers of hope. Yeah, was that the... was a reflection of the characters, not a reflection of our own views. Mm -hmm. We're a lot more sort of... Um, objective yes about yeah. our kind of critical analysis of biscuits mm. whereas i think the, the characters in the bunker were just sort of they treated it almost like a religion in the same way they treated all sort of all sort of past stuff all the things that they remembered from before everything went bad yeah and they their relationship with biscuits is an emotional one whereas <laughs> on this show our relationship is a just a purely logical one there is no emotion attached yeah. And you might have listened to some episodes and been like, oh, that's strange. You seem pretty emotional. Uh, you read it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you. you. That's your projection. Yeah. We can't We can't control that. You should, but, you know, try and remember we're being logical at all times. So, yeah, hopefully that's cleared that up, Sander. Um, the other thing we've got, not a letter, we have a, we have a picture. We do have a this, picture. Which might be, I think, the best thing to come out of this whole sorry <laughs> show so far. It's kind of made it all worthwhile, right? Yeah. Uh, this is from Gus. Um, if you want to check it out, go on IWGBRP. We retweeted Gus's picture. Um, maybe give Gus a follow if you want as well. And do you want to... I feel, I feel it's appropriate that you describe the picture. Because it's of me. Yes. Someone did some art of me. And we do... We uh, People do artwork of our other shows. And mm. it's always great. Like, it's it's wonderful to see, like, people tweet at us and stuff like this. But this is the first um, IWGPRP artwork. Mm. And it's uh, me dressed as Ginger Nuts the horse. Yeah. And it's... Nailed it. Like, I, it's like... It's weird. It's like they were, they were with us in the room. Like, how did they know? It's kind of uncanny, but, like... Like when yeah. I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, how, how do they get a picture of, how do they get a photograph of David <laughs> dressed as the horse? Um, yeah. And just, you know, really showing how cold you were as well. I was so cold. Um, 
and the biscuits as well. But no, it is it is a it is a drawing, which is incredible. The horse. Yeah, we just noticed the the horse's teeth. They're kind of they're kind of fantastic. They're kind of, of teeth, terrifying as of well. Teeth. I think I mentioned at some point that I had fifty odd teeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an approximation, this, but um, they went ahead and this, that's a beautiful that attention to detail. Yeah. Um, so yeah, didn't the, get the eyes right though. Blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah, we will take extreme close-up pictures of David's eyes <laughs> and put them online. So any future pictures, you get color right. And it's like a kind of a reddish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, any any more questions or pictures? Just go on Twitter, IWGPRP, and at us or DM us or go to definitelyhuman.co.uk and you can email us from there. And we'll do a really great job of answering your questions like we just did. Absolutely, yeah. And we will try and fit them in as well So, because um, obviously we only have so much time in these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Gus. The, the artwork is it genuinely made my day. Yeah, it made I, my week. I, 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 I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> that very rarely happens. Very, very rarely. If you rarely. hear him laughing out loud in the show, that's all scripted. It's, well, I think it's actually one of Tom's sound effects that he puts on. <laughs> we recorded it once, then he just used it every time. It's like the word, the Wilhelm scream. It's yeah, that kind uh, of thing. Fun fact, listeners. Um, Dave's laugh is a cross between a walrus, a lion, <laughs> <laughs> and, an, uh, and an alligator. So there you go. Yeah, being killed. Uh, that's how that's how Tom got the laugh. Then he kind of played it backwards and then forwards and then did, did some of his magic. Yeah, yeah, you know, magic Tom. Okay, so should we do the texture now? Yes. Okay. This is going to be quite tricky, actually, like dunking something so small. Yeah, I might burn my fingers. All right. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> so sensitive. <precious>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, again, that smell. So texture-wise, like... It's pretty dry. It's very dry. But yeah. it's like, it's so small, it's not a big deal. I have the um, salivary ability to deal with such a dry biscuit. <laughs> That's a normal thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have outstanding saliva glands. <laughs> okay. Probably probably top 1% of the population, I reckon. So if you'd like to uh, <laughs> do some fan art of <laughs> David's excellent saliva, you can tweet at us, IWGPRP. Yeah. Should we give it a dunk? Yeah, I'll try to anyway. <laughs> Might help if we had chopsticks, you know. That's <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> no, I just mean you wouldn't get your you wouldn't get tea on your fingers then, you know? You I couldn't do, use a fork. I have chopsticks. You want chopsticks? No. <laughs> Not now. You laughed. I feel silly now. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Interesting. I need to do uh, need to have another one. Yeah. I'll tell you what I am getting more of, the saltiness. Yeah, definitely. Big mm. style. Again, a bit more of the vanilla as well. Oh, this is this is very interesting. This is <laughs> this is incredibly sophisticated. Yeah, it really is like the biscuit of tomorrow. Like it's like we're tasting the future. Two big flavors of salt and sweet, and they've managed to somehow maximize both without it being totally foul and disgusting. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to work with the tea to be honest, because I, I drink because I'm not sure if like milky tea is how big a thing that is in Japan. Right. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't sure if this culture clash is going to work, but. Obviously, the the boffins at the Glyco company <laughs> <laughs> have engineered this yeah. biscuit to be able to um, probably deal with all fluids, liquids. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a better word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've. They, 
in the high tech underground laboratory, they've mm. um, they've got all different types. They've got coffee, they've got milk, they've got all you know orange juice. Mm. Probably they're like, how can we sort of maximize taste for each of these different beverages? Mm. And they've done it. And the texture's pretty good as well. It doesn't like turn to total mush. I think there's like enough kind of solidity in there. That was a really yeah. good, really good dunk. Yeah, I'm loving the saltiness. I think this is probably the saltiest biscuit we've had. Yeah. I'm a big fan of salt. Yeah, me too. Me too. Huge fan. I mean, my kidneys are in terrible shape because of it, but I won't stop if you refuse to. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to keep my Zen composure because it's kind of got me a bit excited now. Mm, and yeah. that can be dangerous. It can. But, but you know, maybe we just we should lean into this a little bit more because, uh, you know, the glyco philosophy, a wholesome life, the best of taste... Be inspired by tastefulness. Provide glory. delight through wholesomeness. Glory in the glory. splendidness of life. In the splendidness of life. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm I'm kind of doing that. I'm getting there. I think before I kind of logically I, I bought into it, but now right. it's like emotionally I'm feeling okay. it. Okay. You know? Obviously, though, I'm keeping those emotions very respectful <laughs> and well, contained. I think, I think that's what I meant is like, it's okay to have these big feelings, mm. but... Um, you don't want everyone to know about it. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's when it starts to get a bit icky. Yeah. yeah. You want to keep all that inside you, positive or negative. Yeah. We don't need to know about it. Exactly. Yeah. You it's... can articulate your feelings perfectly well with your words. Yeah, exactly. So right now I can just say, that was good. Yeah. That's all I need. And that was respectful to you as well. I didn't kind of force my emotions on you and force you have to deal with the tears and the yeah. screaming and the ripping my clothes off. Okay. You didn't have to deal with that this time. I, I didn't. Not this time. Yeah. No. You know, this is a more evolved way. You know, this is kind of me 50 years down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just imagining what that might look like. It's pretty much like this, really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a different hairstyle. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it depends yeah. what the style of the times is. You, mm -hmm. Can can you give this a respectful score? I want to give this a four point five. Yeah, not so, five, and so I will. Not five. Um, I feel like if I give it a five, I feel like the biscuit will take that as an insult. Really? Because I think like part of this biscuit is like it's trying very hard, but it like it understands that you know a five is like something to work towards, right? Yeah, it's it's it has been up all night. It's kind of, yeah, it's put in a 20-hour shift to prepare for you to eat it. And you turn around, you eat it, and very nice, and you bow and say, good. Exactly, yeah. You need yeah. to be respectful to the biscuit. Exactly, yeah. Okay, um, I think we might, I'm going gonna, gonna to bring it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Still respectful, still honorable mm -hmm. for... Yeah, that is a very honorable score. Yeah. Because um, I think another big thing in Japanese culture is just like form. And I think the form of a four is more satisfying than a four and a half. It's like the half is like, it's like a ugly extension to the four. Yes. I'm just going to have the nice pure four. I mean, I would give it a one because that's even more pure, but then I'm just getting, <laughs> uh, it's just being mean. There's a, there's a, there's a line there yeah, somewhere. Yeah. You've yeah. got to balance between form and actually what it represents. Exactly. Yeah. So I I'm, think a four, you, you've done a great job there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> So now we're doing reviews. We're that... not doing reviews, David. What? Yeah, we're we're evolving. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about this, Dave. Sam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're a little bit different. We're gonna look at uh, the company Glyco. Glico. Glico. <laughs> Should have. Uh... See, that's a problem. Like you can, someone can tell you how you know the word, but I 
could have done with someone to actually call me up and say, Dave, that's how you do it. So yeah. been let down by the fans there a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the, so this company, so the reason it's called GLICO. Okay, that's yep. the company. Um, so the first thing I was saying, Glyco, but the start of their history, which I've got taken from the website, 1919, founder Mr. Riichi Izaki verified glycogen was in oyster stock. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so interesting way to start a uh, confectionery company, oysters and glycogen. <laughs> Wait a minute, do, do these have oysters in? Because I'm deadly allergic to oysters. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to I'm it. Sure, I'm sure they've, I, since 1919, I'm sure they found a way to make synthetic oyster DNA or something uh-huh. and take it from that. Yeah, okay. I'm sure you're fine. I mean, I, I, but I just checked in the mirror and I thought that there was something wrong with me, but then I remembered I was wearing the big Totoro costume, so <laughs> who knows what it looks like under here. Exactly, yeah. Um... If you are feeling sick or possibly... I on, feel euphoric. On the verge of dying, yeah, maybe. Please do so in a respectful manner and honour this show. Yeah, I, I will it. die very quietly and respectfully. <laughs> Arigato. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, okay. <laughs> I, think, I think that's thank you. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, it's so an interesting comparison, you know, British biscuit mm-hmm. companies and stuff. Some dude had a bakery in somewhere and then they... Biscuits were successful and they made more biscuits. Like this started off with scientists verifying glycogen was in oyster stock. Yeah. So interesting start. Um, then 1921, they made their first project uh, product, Glyco. I'm just going to call it Glyco from now on again. <laughs> Caramel uh, was created. In 1927, they started putting toys in the boxes. Okay. Yeah. But you're going to say in the biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but then after hundreds of children choked, uh, no. So you think, oh, it's similar to Kinder Eggs. Uh, when were Kinder Eggs first sold? See, these were 1927 Kinder Eggs, 1979. Oh, really? Yeah, so huh. good, like, yeah, 52 years ahead of Kinder. Um, but I was found something about Kinder Eggs. I always assumed Kinder Eggs were, like, a German thing. Italian. Is it? Yeah, so made by the Ferrero Company, um, which is known for its diplomatic chocolates. Um, <laughs> but did you know that Ferrero Rocher is actually filled with Nutella? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was invented by the Ferrero company when the Mr. Ferrero, um, there's a shortage of chocolate due to rationing, so he put hazelnuts in there and they stuck that in Ferrero Rocher's. <laughs> Very fancy. Very fancy. Um, so then, Lyco, 1931, they installed the first vending machine in a department store. Kind of futuristic, 1931, vending yeah, machine. Yeah. Except this one had a film projector in it. Oh, my God. In 1931. Why? Because it's the future. Why not? Oh, yeah. No, you no, know? Yeah, of course, that's, yeah. that's the old problem. You're asking why. They're saying why not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1937, Tokyo factory opens. Nothing happens, 1937 to 1945. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, there's like an eight-year gap, and it just and it just says 1945. A factory is destroyed I, in air raids. I guess they, I guess they just rested. Yeah, we you were know, on holiday. We, <laughs> <laughs> so, after all that work, after all that innovation, you know, even God took a, a yeah, day's rest. Exactly. You know? Yeah, but these guys were on holiday for about eight years and did nothing of interest during that time. Cool. Uh, 1961, uh, they uh, launched a vital wheat protein called Aglu. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. 
1959, moved into ham and sausages with Glyco Hamco. So <laughs> sounds so futuristic. Yeah, that, that actually sounds like a Tim and Eric company or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds like something you would eat on a spaceship. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, some Glyco ham. That's yeah. We may, maybe we can steal that from Mars Corp too. Maybe we can like come we're up just, with some sort we're of sponsorship. Just stealing stuff now. <laughs> I mean sponsorship. Okay. Yeah, and if they say no to sponsorship, we'll just say it's homage. Yeah. yeah. Refuge of a scoundrel. <laughs> uh, 1986, Biochemical Research Laboratory Okey established. Dokey. Which is okay. Sure. And then the, the events for Kira happened, probably coming out of that. <laughs> um, Another quiet spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1992, Glyco Spirit unveiled. Uh, achieve innovation, cheerfulness, the thrill of the positive. <laughs> Which we are definitely kind of vibing uh, with that. Yes. Big stuff. Yes, I love it. And then it's kind of been pretty boring since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2009, Parry Parry Salad launched, which sounds pretty healthy, but that's actually noodles fried in rice oil. Sounds pretty tasty. It sounds pretty tasty, <laughs> man. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's a storied history, but hasn't been without its controversy. What? Yeah, I know. Because the future is bright and Glyco is leading the future. So what, what we're seeing with Glyco, we're getting like a glimpse into 50 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is embodied in uh, someone called Amy Aguchi. Okay. She was revealed in 2011 as a member of a girl group called AKB48, which, <laughs> which sounds like a military experiment, um, uh, which has 130 members. What, in the? In the girl group, yeah. Wow. They just that perform and meet like... people every single day. I mean, that's very efficient. It's that's very, the future of exactly, girl groups, I yeah. think. They've kind of taken the next level where it's just like a huge <laughs> army, a squadron. It's just like bombarding people with What's the Like we perfect groups. plastic surgery as well. They can all just look the same. Exactly. Too. Well, you kind of want something there. Um, so uh, Amy was 16 years old from Saitama, north of Tokyo. She featured on the cover of Playboy Weekly, which is... What, 16? What, mm, which is what it sounds oh. like. And she featured an advert for Glyco. But uh, fans of AKB48 got suspicious, and on June 18th, Glyco came clean. She didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) She was a CGI model made out of composite parts of members of the band. (laughs) A weapon to surpass the Metal Gear. And the guy who produced her, uh, the kind of band's producer, Akimoto Yasushi, held it as the heroine of the new age. <laughs> I, this sounds like something from an anime where she just ends up destroying Tokyo. <laughs> the cover of the magazine she was on read, Ultimate Beautiful Girl, Ultimate Talented Girl, Ultimate Great Attack, Ultimate Fairy Tale Story. <laughs> ultimate Great Attack. I don't know, maybe something's <laughs> lost in translation with that. <laughs> oh, man. Why aren't we scripting this? Exactly. Yeah, this is like... <laughs> this is solid gold. Yeah, yeah. The I, story's there already. Like, that, all the components are there. That is so much better than any celebrity tying promotion that we've had in this country ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting company. But one of the future, you know, they've kind of got into ham and sausages from biscuits. You want to see McVitie's doing that. Where's cowards. McVitie's ham? They are cowards. Exactly. Diversify, guys. And you won't see McVitie's coming up with some CGI composite from a band and then sticking this 16-year-old fake person on a 
Men's Newgy magazine. Oh, that's, I suppose Nestle. Do they they make some biscuit stuff, don't they? Yeah, they make all sorts. They, do, they probably make drones they as well. Really I can imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. One hundred percent make drones. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting company making some incredible biscuits. You know, these are the kind of like bold companies that we need. I think it's it's funny, isn't it? Because like McVitie's and kind of like chocolate digesters and all these kind of things, like the the biscuits that the British are kind of laughably proud of it's just it's pathetic it is it's old it's like not even where's the innovation we're seeing all these like lists of like best biscuits and mm. things like that where they're talking about you know oh shouldn't the pink wafer be higher and all this kind of stuff but it's just like children squabbling in the mud it they is. have no idea and it's, primitives and it's a bit like going back to the biscotti thing where you kind of nailed it where you're like they're about comfort it's about yeah. not it's about status quo it's about a little, you know, beacon of safety in the chaotic change of the world, Glyco and their biscos mm. embracing that. You know, we can you imagine Mavitis having a spirit which went achieve innovation, cheerfulness, the thrill of the positive? No. Yeah, gay shit to get them at Vitties. <laughs> um, I almost feel like I can't talk about biscuitness. It's almost too advanced. You know? <laughs> yeah. What are we, rocket scientists? Exactly. I feel like I haven't had the life experience to deal with these. Like, maybe if we had someone from Japan and they've had base, you know, they're living like 50 years in the future, they'd yeah. be able to put this in some context and explain it. But me and my kind of, you know. We're like retrofuturism right now. We're like trying to imagine like fucking flying cars and shit. Not and like, steampunk. But, but <laughs> not steampunk. Don't worry. We're not doing okay. steampunk. Good, good. But like that, uh, you know, it's and it's always kind of like, yeah, they were in flying cars, but they're wearing like suits and fedoras, and <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. they're beating their wives, and <laughs> it's still like the past. Yeah, like the, the, there's all these things that you kind of forget about, like how society changes, how mm. it evolves. You know, it's not just technology, and I feel like Japan is different. Japan just is in the future. It is, yeah, yeah. It's just a different time zone. They they expect things to change and be different and be weird and novel. Whereas we're like, oh yes, a hobnob, a fake rustic biscuit made <laughs> in the eighties, you know? We want biscuits that remind us of our past. Yeah. Japan's like, what are you talking about? It's all about the future. Exactly. I think if we're gonna make Brexit a success, because everything <laughs> comes back to Brexit. <laughs> I think that our politicians need to be going over Japan and just coming back with shipping containers filled with anime. Yeah, anime and video games. Yeah, and then we'll be able to get weird and come up with some great biscuits like this. But I don't think, I'm not sure Britain's ready for this. You don't think it's ready? No, I don't think so. Because I was thinking like, when we talk about biscuitness, a lot of it is tied to Britain. Yeah. Our idea, our, our kind of own sort of idea of what a biscuit should be. And yeah. a lot of it is, you know, it's that nostalgia thing. Right? Yeah. It's like what, what biscuits kind of mean to us, what biscuits mean to Britain. And it's all about that kind of the old, going back in time, mm. the sepia days, yeah. the good old days. Mm. This is like, let's make this biscuit, like in terms of texture, as good as it possibly can be. Yeah. In terms of taste, as good as it possibly can be. We're not trying to evoke a feeling we're just trying to give you the objective good taste in yeah. your mouth mm. it's like you don't when you eat it there's no you're not transported anywhere yeah but your taste buds like have a you know a wonderful sensory experience yeah it's better you're you're in the moment you're, you're in zen. the moment yeah, yeah. You, you're with the biscuit in the moment looking to the future exactly you're yeah. not it's not like clouding your mind exactly. with past 
stuff. Yeah, it's not like, you know, with the the nice biscuits where everyone is just like, oh, it's just like the good old days where exactly, I used to get yeah. biscuits out of a barrel and die at 40. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, these are this is like a little bite and like, bam, oh, wow, sugar. Everything you need. Salt. Efficient. Bam, amazing, great. Should I have another one? Maybe not. Got some innovation to do. Yeah, got a lot of work to do. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be fired if I don't work 22 hours today. <laughs> What about your wife? I don't have a time for a relationship. So the population is dwindling. So what am I going to do about it? I just have to keep my head above water. This is the future we could have. This is the future we deserve. Yes, absolutely. But are we ready for it though? That's the thing. Because I've been thinking about, since last time when we were talking about being keepers of the record, I Mm. think you're right. I think we do have to, it's time to stop shirking that responsibility. We need to start to accept that we are having an impact on the world. Yeah. It's time that we stood up and said, no. Mm. We are having an impact. Yeah. We are saying something. And it's now about what kind of message do we want to give the people? Is it a message of what can be? Is it a message of we're ready now? I uh, I think we're not ready now overall. But I think there are probably some people out there yeah. who probably could handle it. I think if this if this was just like released on mass tomorrow, it would just be chaos. Yeah, you just have people just sat there on the floor in the street, just shoveling handfuls of money. You'd have other people crying. You'd have riots. You'd have people trying to overthrow the government. There'd be a kind of rapture feel about it. Right? Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, they wouldn't know how to handle it. But I think if you released it in on a small scale with kind of you know like a controlled like test group or yeah, something. yeah, so kind of people who are perhaps a bit more forward thinking, you know, the, the all, all those really smart people who buy an iPhone as soon as it comes out, the yeah. kind of people who queue up outside yeah. Apple Store and Regent <laughs> yeah. Street, you know, yeah, because that's the thing about science, right? Mm. Like to the uneducated, it looks like witchcraft, mm. and that's the danger with this is if we kind of bring this to the people, to the masses, yeah, they're going to be like, you know cavemen sort of like with the monolith in in 2001 space odyssey they're like you know we don't understand let's just hit exactly. it with bones yeah. and things but the question is how this is the future and we want to get there right we want to get there so yeah how do we get like, there it's like cautiously that's how we get there we get there cautiously and with our feet on the ground and our yeah. eyes looking forward respectfully um re- respectfully but also Declaring war on McVitie's as well. Uh, that that as well, yeah. That's a given. They they're holding us back. They will never come up with anything like that, and they will not provide like a stepping stone for us to reach that. Um, I think. Do you know what I think we should do? What? I think we should withhold our score for this one. <laughs> okay. I think we should just not tell the people what what the score is because I think that knowledge is power. You think it's too dangerous? I think it's too dangerous to 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 release. We know what the score is. Yeah. But the people cannot know. Yeah. Yet. We're going to hold on to this one for you. Okay, maybe one day when they're ready, perhaps around kind of current things, if Brexit goes well, maybe 2030. If it goes badly, maybe in the 2200s, we will, <laughs> yeah. we will release the score. <laughs> they'll be carved onto like uh, some sort of obsidian. <laughs> exactly, and there'll be people counting down the day. It'll be like the millennium times a thousand. Exactly, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I don't think we should uh, release our score to the public just yet. Okay, I, I agree with you, David San. Thank you, Dave San. You've been listening to the International Worldwide Global Biscuit Review Podcast. If you like the show, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes and spread the word online and check our other shows, Mars Corp, The Infinite Bad, and The Bunker. You can also head on over to patreon.com forward slash definitely human for the International Worldwide Global Biscuit Review Podcast Bite Size to find out what our highs and lows of this week have been. I'm David Price-San, he's David Knight-San, and you can join us again next week when we'll be reviewing Rich Teas with a special guest. And remember... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry... Hope is dead. Have a great week with a wholesome life in the best of taste.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 